Hello and welcome again to Let's Talk Tottenham, the podcast all about Tottenham and the highs and lows of their season, mainly the lows. Uh, it's episode six, and this is after the Everton game, which you know was almost the actual football was almost a, a, a sub, not even important based on what happened to Andre Gomez with a horrific challenge, which I'll talk about that, and I hope he's okay. Uh, but in terms of the game, the first half was I'd rather watch paint dry. Uh, second half was good in parts, but you know we still can't keep that clean sheet. Uh, but this is being recorded while I'm watching this, the week week uh, day edition of Soccer Saturday, where we're playing Red Star Belgrade, which hopefully we can win that and get a good win there, and, and you know get some confidence going into the game against Sheffield United. But yeah, and then there's. Other things, racism again, which is just an absolute travesty in this day and age and just disgusting. Uh, But yeah, all that to come. So for now, let's talk Tottenham. All right, so the game. First things first, let's get to the important part. And it's nothing to do with the football. It's the horrific injury suffered by uh, Andre Gomez, which... I think as soon as he did it, I think most people who have been watching football for a while knew that he'd broken his leg or something similar. I think I read it's a fractured dislocation, but the picture that I saw, I'm surprised he hasn't broken it if uh, an actual clean break because his, his foot was a completely different angle than it should have been. But, you know, what I would say as well, Seamus Coleman deserves a huge amount of credit for his class and, and you know professionalism and empathy. Uh, going into the changing room after the game to console Son, who clearly was upset about it and distraught about it, like anyone would be if they thought they did that. Um, but Coleman told him, from, from the reports that Pochettino has said, that it's not your fault these things happen and consoled him. He didn't have to do that. That's just class from the Everton captain. So I've got a huge amount of respect for him. He, he also took a contingent of Everton and Everton players and, and staff. So they deserve credit as well. But the the incident, I think Son deliberate, almost deliberately went to foul him, but just knock him off the ball and just a little foul. I think he was frustrated. He maybe didn't get a foul earlier in, in that move. But he's shown a bit of a that temperament, like when he got sent off against Bournemouth last year. But I mean, there's no no doubt he he didn't mean to like break his leg or anything like that. He just meant to foul him. But it's just one of those things. Not got knocked off balance, uh, Gomez, and then his foot got trapped in the ground. That's when he's turned it. May, maybe with uh, Orvia there as well, who's you know put pressure on it as well. But no blame can be attached to Orvia, who is also quite visibly upset. It's, you know, and the the sending off of Son, I think, was a little overreaction. Well, an overreaction, let's say. I mean, the guy was quite clearly distraught. I mean, he wouldn't have been able to carry on anyway. So, like, if he hadn't been sent off, just got given a yellow card, which I think the challenge warranted, I think you'd have had to have been substituted pretty much immediately. And Orvio, I'm surprised he, he stayed on for another five, ten minutes. So, uh, he should have been taken off as well because he was quite visibly distraught as well. Um, but what I should say as well, which I haven't said yet, which I can't believe, is I hope Andre Gomez is all right. I, I did read that the operation went well and they're expecting him to make a full recovery and be back playing again, which is fantastic. Like the Dave Boost injury from early 90s, um, 
that ended his career. So that that would be horrific if that was to happen to Andre Gomez. But Everton are fairly confident that he will be playing again, obviously in a long time. But that that's fantastic news, and I hope he is all right and does make that recovery and play sooner rather than later. But the sending off, I think, was harsh. I think Martin Atkinson, I think, what he's done, he's obviously seen Sun go in, and the next thing he sees is Andre Gomez's leg broken. So he's given the red card based on the injury, which I don't think that's wrong. But Just hear me out if any Spurs fans listen to this and see them at this moment in time, but hear me out. I think any anyone would see someone dive in like that and then he gets a broken leg and they only get to see it in real time once that's all they get to see so I, I i you know i don't think you can really blame him for giving a red card but the issue is and it's these three initials the curse of the english league this this season var we'll go into why it was a bad day for var and the other things they fucked up as well in a bit but this one like what were they doing during this you know the angles that you've seen, Sun didn't break his ankle. It it was it was the the motion afterwards that broke his ankle. So what you know, may, maybe VAR did think it was a red card and told Atkinson you you know it's a red card. But Atkinson, I'm, I'm I think initially was going to hand out a yellow card, then saw the broken ankle and then gave a red. So maybe VAR did agree with him. Which if if that's the case, then you know. It's done their job in the sense of reviewing it, but you know, maybe they thought as well. I mean, they've been cocked up everything really, pretty much. Maybe they thought that you know he's broken his ankle, so we've got to make a stance about this, and then give him a red card. But you know, I'm I'm not so sure. I think I think I think they've done it based on the injury. Again, like Martin Atkinson, which Martin Atkinson only sees it once, so I can understand that. But VAR, if they've done it based on the injury, they've seen God knows how many replays. It's taken ages, which, you know, wasn't that much of a big deal in this scheme of things because it was taking a long time to get him off and make sure he was okay, which has to happen. You know that VAR taken ages, but someone broken their ankle, that has to take as long as it takes for him to be okay to move and everything like that. Uh, but I think the the red card on some was harsh. I think we're going to appeal it, which whether that comes to fruition and, and, and it's appealed and, and rescinded, I don't know. Uh, I think Jordan Pickford as well looked quite surprised with the red card. So it's just one of those things. It was an accident. But I think the red card was harsh, but he wouldn't have been able to continue. So again, just to reiterate, I hope Gomez is okay and then the operation has gone well. I hope he's back playing soon because uh, it's not nice to see and it's a horrible, horrible situation. Uh, but to the game, that, that first half, I mean, the less said about that, the better. It's like It was absolutely shocking. Like It was so boring. I honestly thought before the game, it was two teams, you know, each team playing against another team who, who were struggling for clean sheets and struggling for form. It was a perfect opportunity if one of them had taken the ball by the horns to go and gone at the game, they could have got a win and and possibly their season back on track. Whereas it is none of the it, the first half certainly was a a first half where no team wanted to lose and very very cautious with two teams lacking confidence and not wanting to give an inch away, which made just for a boring spectacle. But 
The one shining light in the first half for us, I thought, was Undumbele. I thought he was the best player on the pitch until he went off. And also about that, when some got sent off, he was the one sprinting down the tunnel to console him. So that that shows that team team spirit, I think, is still there. And, and you know, what a nice bloke. But I thought he was the best player on the pitch. He reminded me of, of Dembele, his almost namesake. Uh, getting the ball, taking people out of the game, just and then driving forward. But what he's also got is an Ericsson-style pass, a cutting pass, and, and, you know, can ping it 50 yards, which is what we're going to need if Ericsson continues to struggle for form and if we do eventually sell him. I thought Undumbele, his fitness, I think, going from the French League to the Premier League, I think that's an issue. Not an issue, I think it's something that will come, but he just needs game time. Uh, But the, the first half, it looked like two teams who were just desperate not to lose rather than any team who wanted to win second half was much better obviously there was that awful incident uh but we've covered that and like i say i hope he's he's okay uh but we'll talk about the football now uh son's penalty appeal hmm there's no doubt he did get caught but it was after he turned and he could have put the ball in the box and then he's waited for that, got caught and then gone down very theatrically, it has to be said. My question would be, what, why has he gone down? The bloke's on the floor. You've got t- time to get away, cross the ball, pass the ball. You know, There's a problem with, with modern football now where teams are, or players looking to get a penalty and cheap way out rather than score a goal. Uh I love Son. He's he's probably my favourite player, but like he 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 needs to stay on his feet and do something with the ball rather than rather than that. I think. So I think VAR got that right. I wouldn't have given a penalty for that. But the problem with VAR there is, I mean, two problems. They've taken about three minutes to make the decision. Then they've got a decision based on the decision, like querying the decision. You've made your decision after three fucking minutes, after viewing the replay at every possible angle, and then you're e- and then you're you're reviewing it again. What needs to be reviewed? You've reviewed it. Like it needs like you know you got a couple of replays, and and VAR was supposed to be brought in for clearing obvious errors. Like if you're reviewing something for three minutes, that's not clear and obvious. Clear and obvious is when you're watching it at home. Or, or, or at the ground, and you see, oh dear, that looked awful, like, like an awful decision. Let's have a look at that. You have a look at one or two replays, maybe two angles. You go, yeah, 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 that's the wrong decision. That's clear and obvious. Not something that gets reviewed three minutes and then another minute. Uh, and then the Delhi Alley handball, that's another one. That, that's not clear and obvious even though it has hit his hand, but what's not clear and obvious to me, I, I saw so many replays, is did it hit the attacker's shoulder first and then onto Ali's hand, which I don't know. So it's not clear and obvious. And and the <laughs> the law there as well, if it hits the, the attacker's arm or hand, it's a foul. If it hits, regardless of intent or not, if it hits the defenders, it's not necessarily a foul, which is ridiculous. You can't have one rule for one, one for the other. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But again, that got reviewed for about three minutes. Again, not clear and obvious. You know, it's just... I mean, it's just absolutely stupid. It was... was, I mean, I'm baffled by it, really. 
how they take so long to do this this stuff when really any normal fan watching at the pub or at home or whatever sees one or two replays and then you can decide, well, that was handball, that was a foul, that wasn't a foul, that wasn't handball. So why they need, like, God knows how many different angles, how many different times, like, it's just baffling and ridiculous. And it's just making a mockery of VAR and the game. But, you know, are they doing it because they're the centre of attention? You know, it's a cynical view, but are they? I don't know. But anyway, back to the game. Ali's goal was a good goal from his point of view, but what I'd be worried about is our goal has come from a mistake. We haven't created anything. We've just capitalised on a mistake, which is part of the game as well, but we didn't really create that much. Um, but having said that, it, you know, Iwobi, ex-Arsenal, so that was quite pleasing. That did uh, raise a smile. But Sun did brilliantly with uh, picking out Ali's run. It was a fairly easy pass, but it was very unselfish. That's where Ali's best, going past the attackers and, and making those runs. And then he took his goal superbly, you know. The whole finger-to-the-mouth celebration, not sure what the sleeping was. I think that was possibly I've woken up. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that's the Ali that came onto the map. The, one, the attacking one, getting into those spaces and making good runs and then being clinical. Uh, and I thought we had the game won then because I honestly didn't think Everton looked like they were going to score. Honestly, didn't they? Didn't really create anything. And Gazaniga had quite a good game. I do like him. Like I've said before, I think last week, he'd be my number one now, even when Loris gets back. I think Loris is done in terms of, of Spurs just because of the mistakes he makes, which is a shame. He's been a good servant, but I'd keep Gazaniga in. Uh, and then, yeah, the incident happened with Gomez. That seemed to spur Everton on. But really, we should have been shutting up shop then. I mean, you know they're going to get some chances and 12 minutes of injury time. The, the goal was awful, aren't it? Like, I mean, you don't know how these players have been affected, first off. So it is, it is an odd situation. But you've still got to be professional. You've got a job to do. Like, really, I think maybe someone like a Dyer or, or I don't know if we had Wanyama on the bench, I don't think so. But so, someone a bit more defensive to shut up shop should have been on, I think. Sometimes Pochi's substitutions, they're a little bit too late or whatever. But I thought Lacelsa looked quite good when he came on and he has scored today, so that's a massive thing. So if I was I'd be starting him in the same kind of team that played today. I probably wouldn't play Ericsson, which I, I loved Ericsson in the past, but there's something I I think he's just lacking in confidence. I I don't think he's the type of player who would down tools and just not play. I think he's just lacking in confidence. There was one bit in the second half where he was cleaned through, well, not cleaned through, but on the counter-attack, and then his control was just awful, and then he got tackled. And People said he didn't go in for the 50-50, but there was no way he was going to win that because he's not quick enough. So he's not going to go in and get booked. or He was already booked. So he's not going to get sent off. So I, I don't agree with that, that he was backing out of a 50-50 because he just couldn't be bothered. But with Ericsson as well, people, people saying he needs to play because no team wants him. And and while that's true in the sense that no offers have come in, I think that's because he's going to cost money when in six months he will cost nothing. So I would guarantee pretty much or bet anything I have that if, if it, let's say for the sake of argument, when. So when Ericsson is on a free transfer in the summer, there'll be a queue of top clubs after Ericsson. He'll have no shortage of offers, whether it's the clubs that he wants, those three elite clubs, uh, 
was it Juve, Real Madrid and I think Barcelona. Whether it's them, I don't know. But there'll be no shortage of clubs up for a free Christian Eriksen. But anyway, Sheffield United. I, I, La Celso has, has scored today. Hopefully we can see this game out. Um, but I would start him and see, see what he can do. Because I think we're, we're going to look to buy him after the loan finishes or, or, or during the course of the loan. So I'd I'd be playing him and see what happens. And Undombele as well, who can do that job. Then Sissoko, sitting deep, maybe Winks. But, you know, Sheffield United will play on the counter-attack, but they're difficult not to break down. So what we've got to do, I think, is have some shots outside of the area if if our normal play doesn't work. Anyway, back to the game. The the goal that we conceded, I I mean, it was a good header by Tosin, but should never have got, got there. Um, back to Christian Eriksen actually even though he has played pretty bad he still has his moments there was a bit in the first half where he tried to play a through ball to Sun and it just got cut out which was good defending and then in the second half the free kick that he whipped in which Sanchez was like a whisker away from heading in was a fantastic ball and there's no other player in the team who can do that that I've seen this season so he does have his moments and he is worth playing for those moments but if they're few and far between like they are at the moment, I think it's possibly time for change to see if something else works. Uh, and it's worth, you know, the uh, Everton game, we didn't have our main striker, Kane, because he was injured. Uh, not injured, ill. Something his kids brought back, a virus or something. But he's back today, so hopefully he should be completely out of, out of that illness and then he's back uh, for the Sheffield United game. But anyway, like, the Everton game, seeing the game out, is something that we've done brilliantly in the past few seasons. We seem to not be able to do this season. I don't know what's changed. Whether we haven't got the... the I mean, we're low on confidence. I think that's clear for everybody to see. So what you need is a couple of wins, a couple of good wins. to, you know, If we can win today, get a few more goals against Red Star, and then beat Sheffield United, that's two on the spin. If we can keep a clean sheet at Red Star, and then maybe against Sheffield United. I think that will do wonders for confidence. Uh, sometimes potty substitutions, it's a little too late. You know, pe- People saying it's an insult to play Sessignon for two minutes at the end. You know, It's a game that we can't afford to lose, so you don't want to bring him on and ruin the shape. But you wanted to give him his first taste of first-team football. So I don't think it's an insult at all. I think it's just his first taste of football for for, for Tottenham. So I, I disagree with that. I thought Lacelso did look good when he came on. He was looking to take people on. But very difficult with 10 men. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I want Dyer to play. But he isn't fit, so he can't. But if we can get Dyer fit and playing where he did in the 16-17 season, just in front of the defence, that'll be massive for us because that'll give us stability and then an extra defender in times like the Everton goal where an extra defender would probably have cut that out or, or certainly marked him. But to be honest, the bo- the boringness of the game, the draw was a fair result. Um, but yeah. Anyway, what we'll do now is take half time uh, and I'll be back soon. And we're back, and yeah, back with some negativity again. Like after the sun sending off, I read that there were some racist comments towards him from the Everton fans, which 
Oh dear. It's just every week we're talking about racism in football from these ignorant idiots who, who think it's acceptable. But like, you know, the authorities are, are massively to blame as well. Like the Bulgaria incident with England and they fine them £65,000 or something like that. Absolutely ridiculous. Not going to do anything. You know, Ian Wright said on, on ITV commentary when it happened, it's a good thing because now they'll be forced to give punishments and they've pretty much done fuck all. They either want to get it out or they don't. Get racism out or they don't. Which, if they do, they've got to make ridiculously hard punishments and stick to them. Make an example and then hope that that encourages people to not do it. But the the issue is ignorance and lack of education. In these countries like Bulgaria, like if you say... To the, the the people who who would chant in these things, if you say to them racism out, out of order, they wouldn't understand why. So they're not they're not educated. But how do you educate like a large portion probably of their country? I don't know, but that that's the issue. So force them to, you know, be educated and and take education to understand why it's wrong but like it can't happen like Balotelli I saw kicked off quite rightly in Italy I can't remember who they were playing or who he plays for I think it's Italy but he got some racism and he was quite visibly angry and upset which is understandable but like why are these people not being punished absolutely ridiculous and then Sun getting it after he's visibly destroyed like anyone can see that even at you know he didn't mean to do that, and he was so upset that it happened. And then he gets that on top of it. Like, absolutely unacceptable. Uh, and it's not just everyone other than Tottenham fans. There was a banana thrown at Aubameyang in the Tottenham-Arsenal game, a few, I think, last season, which, again, is just... And that guy got fined £500. Like, what is £500 for that? You've got to, you know, fine him a lot of money to, like, you know, prove the point that it's unacceptable and not tolerated. But the authorities don't do enough. They don't do anything. Like, Premier League, fine, no room for racism, wonderful. You know, that's essentially the same as me taking a banner saying that to a football game. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to stop the people who are racist, is it? Which is exactly what their, their thing is. But I don't have the authority to punish people and fine people if I hear them being racist, whereas they do. But they don't. And, and Well, they do, but they don't find them the appropriate punishments. But anyway, that that's my rant on that one. It's, it's just a sad, sad state of affairs that it's still an issue in this day and age. Let's get to something a bit more positive. It's 3-0 now against Red Star, so hopefully that'll be the game done. Uh, Sun scoring twice, which I'm delighted for him. I, I, I was worried, I think, a lot of uh, Spurs fans were that he may have been really affected by this um this uh Andre Gomez thing, but I'm just seeing VAR come up now, so maybe it is just two 0 But anyway, Sun has scored one goal, I'm delighted for him and it looks like it hasn't affected him, which is brilliant. Hopefully the red card can be rescinded. Uh I saw I was I was speaking to someone on Twitter, it was like a debate. It was a debate. Like he, he said something, I disagreed with it, and then we had a bit of a chat about that, which I don't mind at all. I disagreed with a lot of what he said, he disagreed with a lot of what I said. But I I mean, it won't just be me, but I get a lot of people that I see comments on there query it and then you don't ever hear anything again, which 
it's just like, you know, if you've got something to say, that's fine, because everyone has an opinion, but, you know, you've got to understand that people will disagree with it. So I didn't mind this at all, that it was it was disagreeing with me and everything like that. But, you know, fair play to him. He had his opinion and he stuck to it and, and you know, he didn't just go, oh, someone's disagreeing with me, I'm going to leave. So, yeah, I won't mention who he is in case he doesn't want to be mentioned. Anyway, but I, I, I yeah, there were some things I did agree with. Uh, but, yeah, it's just... I think what what I do think with some Tottenham fans is that they're so determined to have like a negative point of view about things because we're not doing that well that you know it's it's just oh we have to be negative and blah blah but there's a lot of things to be positive about still like you know we can only get better because we're playing bad at the moment and we've had bad starts in the past Manchester United under Ferguson always used to have a bad start and then it was come the turn of the year they used to like really rock it up the league. It's very different now because Liverpool Man City won't be caught. But in terms of top four, that's not out of reach. And that's not what we want. We want to be winning things. Uh, the League Cup's a bit unfortunate with what happened there. And, you know, But we've had five years where we haven't been giant killed once. Even Man City have been giant killed in that time. So it was about it was going to come round when it was our turn. But we're still in the FA Cup. You know, we got through to the Champions League final last year. You know, it looks like that third goal has stood. Uh, so that's good. Hopefully Sun can get a hat-trick. Get Kane on the score sheet as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think some fans just are overly negative and want to be a bit negative. I saw someone else say that we should boo Ericsson to try and teach Pochettino to drop him. You don't boo your players during the game. That's just a no-no for me. To be fair to him as well, he came back and said he, he realises it's extreme, but you know, that was his opinion. But I disagree with that opinion. But again, at least he didn't just hide and run off, you know. So I don't mind that at all. I don't mind a debate at all. If, if people want to debate with me, that's fine. And you know, there was no swearing or any insults like that. It was just an actual debate. So I, I don't mind that at all. So fair play to those guys. Uh as opposed to the people who just ignore me or just you know, but I'm sure it's not just me. I'm sure other people have that as well. And I've probably ignored people before. Uh, but yeah, and and I, I disagree as well. We're not a massive, massive club anymore. In in the grand scheme of football things, we were a massive club. I'd say in the '60s when we were winning things uh, with Bill Nicholson. But you know, we slipped behind. So we're nowhere near in terms of stature and everything. The Uniteds, the Liverpools, uh, the the Milans, the Juventuses, the Barca's, the Real Madrids. You know, and now money has taken over. So you know, we just can't compete with with teams like Man City, who've got a bottomless pit of millions and millions and uh, billions, billions. Sorry, and we just can't compete um, with that kind of money. What what I did agree with with this with this guy who was Levy is to blame really partly because he, you know Pochettino and other managers say we want this player and that player. And Levy has to get top dollar and has to get his way, and then he loses out on the player. So I I do agree with that that he's a bit of a problem there. He's a brilliant bargainer, but sometimes it just gets to his head. I think, and he has to get the deal that he wants rather than the deal that the manager wants. Um, but anyway, the the stadium's fantastic and he's generating a lot of money as well. So hopefully that will help. 
Um, I personally think as well we'll be taken over soon by some multi-billionaire. I think it's very strange that we've got the best stadium in the world, but it hasn't been named and it's got no sponsor. I think that it's waiting for someone to come in and bid. Like Joe Lewis owns us and he's he's quite an old guy, so he's not going to be around forever. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if he's looking to sell and then we get taken over by some multi-billionaire become like every other club on the planet. But anyway... Uh, that's just my point of view. It may be wrong. It's very possibly wrong. And, you know, and, and you know, and these people uh, who debated uh, with me, very possible that they're right and I'm wrong as well. Um, but again, it's just opinions. Everyone has one in football. Uh, and that's just my opinion. That's their opinion. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. It's just, yeah. But I, I did appreciate, even though they were disagreeing with me, that, they carried on chatting rather than just run off. So I, you know, and it was a healthy debate, really. Like, I don't, yeah, it was a healthy debate. So I do appreciate that. So Sheffield United on Saturday. It's a massive game, but we keep saying that. That's, this guy on Twitter he said every game's a massive game, and that's what we always say, which is very true. So he is right in that respect. Uh, but it's just we need to start a run, and then hopefully that run will carry on, and then we can climb up the league. So I hope it looks like we're going to beat. Red Star, Touchwood, that we, we see that game out. If we can keep a clean sheet as well, that is an extra added bonus. Not an easy place to go. Not an easy place to go. Everton wasn't an easy place to go either, really. Goodison Park. And they're, they're, they've won, I think, 9 out of 10 before our game. 9 out of 10 of their home games is their away form, which is atrocious. So in the scheme of that, a draw isn't a bad result there. But in the scheme of the game... It was. Anyway, uh, Sheffield United, they're, they're going to be a real, real tough nut to crack. They're, they're one of the best defences in the league and they'll play on the counter-attack. So we've got to be sensible, no stupid mistakes and try and create stuff. Like What what really gets my goat is certainly when Kane's playing. We don't have shots from outside the area. Like, and Ericsson playing. We don't have shots from outside the area when things aren't going right. We're trying to keep passing it and, and crossing it and everything. If people have packed the box up, it's going to be very difficult to find someone there. But I still think we can win. We can definitely win. And, and you know, the confidence that we'll get from this game, Son getting two goals if his red card is rescinded, hopefully he'll play um, the Celso. More, uh, more against Everton. I've been calling for his, his, his inclusion, but he didn't really do anything. But, I mean... That's also as well, I think, because Everton sat back. I thought they'd attack us and then they'll leave space and that's where he's good. But Sheffield United, I wouldn't play him because they're going to sit back and that's where he struggles. Obviously, if Sun's red card isn't rescinded, then he has to play because he's a natural replacement. Unless he plays Ericsson and puts Lacelso on the wing. But, you know, I'd play Lacelso where he's playing today, which I assume is down the middle in the Ericsson position, just behind Kane. But, I mean... We have to win. Get an early goal against Sheffield United, then the game is so much easier because at some point they will have to come out and then that opens them up for the counter-attack. Uh, but fans, any fans going out, I would encourage you to just get behind the team. Don't boo any players. Get behind the team and the manager and hopefully we can drag them over the line and get our season back on track. We just need a catalyst, a good win. That's a catalyst to get our season going. Uh so maybe that's the game today with a Celso scoring a goal. And, you know, for what Paul Robinson said, he was doing the game on soccer Saturdays, midweek thing, soccer Wednesday, I guess. Uh, the third goal was a real, real quick counter-attack involving uh, 
Ali going forward and Dombele and then Sun obviously so that's very positive so you know I believe we'll turn it around I think we've got good players and we're just lacking in confidence um, but that's what I think that's what I hope and um, we just need a catalyst to get us going in the season and you know get us climbing up that table to where we should be which is in the top four and challenge and I don't think we'll challenge for the league I think Man City and Liverpool are too far ahead but I, I do think we can win an FA Cup and you know you never know in the Champions League you never know um, that's just what I think but you know one game at a time let's finish this game with about 25 minutes half hour left and let's see off Sheffield United play well no stupid mistakes try and restrict their chances and get a win and climb up that league Uh, so that's it for this week. Uh, obviously, there'll be one after the Sheffield United game. Uh, I was going to wait until the end of uh, the Red Star game. Um, I think I'll leave it there. I don't want to tempt fate anymore. Um, thanks for listening again. Any Twitter comments? If you want to debate a question, or debate a question, ask my opinion on something, disagree with something I've said, that's absolutely fine. Just again, keep it clean. No insults or anything like that. Uh, at at L Talk Tottenham. Uh, and I'll try and answer any if you've got any questions or, or, or if you want a shout out or anything or your opinion. Uh, and then uh, I'll do another podcast early next week after the Sheffield United game where hopefully we've got a nice win. Uh, I think we can we can do that. Uh, we get a lot of confidence from the, the goals that we scored today and hopefully we can get the clean sheet and, and confidence running through the team. Pick the same team as long as they're not tired or injuries. And, and see if they can string some results together, you know, playing together each week. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens on Saturday. But until then, come on, you Spurs.